0: Welcome. You're listening to The Connected Calm Life. My name is Lane Kennedy and I will be your host today. Thank you for being with me and joining the show. If you haven't joined the members area, I want to invite you to do that now. You can find out all the information over at members.connectedcalmlife.com or you could just go to The Connected Calm Life and join. What's going on? Uh, today's conversation is with my friend and be- online bestie, Tamar. I'm really thrilled to kick off this conversation around honesty with her. And if you're, you know, new to recovery or the emotional roller coaster of wellness, uh, just sit back and listen to this conversation. We kind of get real, I get raw, she does as well. And it's just like, you're eavesdropping on two friends so enjoy it and let's get into the show okay i'm ready now (laughs) (laughs) i always have to just have a pause i have to like collect myself check in take a breath and then go i like that i need to do that a little bit more it just takes time
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'll get there so Let's let's talk about
0: honesty. Ooh, that's a why I'm ready. Okay. I like I could go in so many different directions and so many people in my life. Ooh, but I won't talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about what I see and um what I've experienced and how honesty is a uh, I mean, it causes people to drink again, that's for sure. causes people to act out. It causes people to feel isolated and alone. Yeah, honesty (laughs) is (laughs) hard. Sorry, that sounds bad. (laughs) (laughs) It is, though.
1: Hard? It is hard. I... You know, I think back, I mean, obviously, I lied like crazy when I was drinking, and I really didn't care. But let's think, what were you lying about? My addiction. But like, give some examples. So I would try to be someone I wasn't, right? On the outside, I wanted to portray myself as someone who had it together, someone who had a good job, right? It's like, okay, look at me, like everyone, look at me, how well I'm doing, And so there was the behaviors that I had, you know, the drinking and the drugs that in certain times, I would try and mask that like I would hide that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't hang out with certain people because I didn't want them to think badly of me. And so it was that I guess, for me, that honesty was more about the perception that I wanted how
0: I wanted people to look at me. So imposter syndrome, a.k.a. Yeah. Uh, I think this is something that, I mean, this is a daily thing
1: Mm -hmm.
0: up against the imposter syndrome. Why do you think that is?
1: For me personally, it was because of my desire to be liked and approved because I felt like I wasn't worthy, right? When I was younger, I, I sought that attention from my dad. And if he didn't tell me I was good enough or I did a good job, I like went on this mission to prove,
0: to prove that I was. So if we are raised, you know, in, in our families, in our dynamics and we come from all different backgrounds, I hear about this imposter syndrome so often Mm -hmm. Like It is so common. And I'm linking this to dishonesty uh, because we have to, from what I have experienced is my experience is that we have to evolve through it. We Mm -hmm. have to get down to, and this is kind of 12 step lingo, the causes and conditions of what we're hiding from or running away from or you know, what, what are we trying to be that we're not? Because each of us is perfect, right? Like we're divinely created. Mm -hmm. We are brought into this world through, um, like it's a miracle, right? It's a miracle that each person is born into this world, into this body, into this being, into this life. So when I think about being honest, and the imposter syndrome that you're kind of painting this picture uh, and this desire to be liked and not feeling worthy and proving something. I mean, I still deal with this 25 years into it, but my time, like the, the evaluation period, I guess is less. Uh-huh. It's really interesting to me that honesty is something that for myself, I have to, I have to dig deep every day. How do you dig deep? (laughs) I verbalize things more.
1: Um, Mm. that's something that has kind of evolved over my sobriety is that I no longer, tried to hide how I'm feeling. I don't try to create this, you know, impression that everything is going really well in my life. When inside I feel like I'm falling apart, you know, like Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before is when people ask you how you're doing, you know, like right now, this specific moment in my life, like this morning, I'm good. Yesterday we spoke, I wasn't so good. Right. And Mm -hmm. before I'd always be like, I'm good or I'm fine fine. And and it's, that's dishonest. Right. Whereas if I can say, you know what, I'm not good right now. Like I'm so sad. I'm grieving. Mm -hmm. Then we get to hold a a safe space for people. And I think that allows people to be more honest and like, Oh, okay. I'm not going to get judged here. Like it's okay that I feel this way. And that's, I think, because I have people in my life and my sobriety, that give me that safe space, it has allowed me to trust people and to become more honest. Mm
0: -hmm. And that takes time. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the first time that you recognized that you were being dishonest about something after let's, let's go five years in, right? Let's go, let's fast. Let's travel backwards to so when you're five and having this like, Oh my God, I've been lying. <laughs> do you have a, do you have a, a snapshot? That didn't take me too long to realize
1: for me when I heard line by omission. Yeah. I was like, at first my reaction was like, well, what are you talking about? I don't have to tell everybody everything. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but it wasn't about that. It was about the behaviors. I'll give you a really good example. So yeah. when I have, you know, I was a smoker on and off from the age of 12 to when I got sober at 36. And for some reason, I thought, while well, I've put down the drink, I'm going to pick up smoking, but I'm only going to do it like once a day. And that was my intention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, that progressed very quickly to a pack a day again. And the people that i surrounded myself with in early recovery there was two sides there was the side that you know these women that had that were really working on their physical mental and spiritual health and then there's the people who wanted to have fun and party and i was newly single and i thought well i want to kind of have both right because i want to have this fun kind of you know lifestyle that i'm accustomed to but i also want to grow and develop so i know i need to surround myself with these people while well, I would just smoke around those people who smoked or I would, you know, I remember the house that I lived in when I I first left my ex-husband, there was a little patio on the back and it was far enough away from everybody else's rooms that I would actually, when people went to bed, I would sneak outside and go have a cigarette and I had a little can that I hid away under something. You hid away. I hid away, right? Because I can't leave it out. I mean, God forbid somebody finds it. Mm that yeah. I finally realized a while later, right? Cause I'm like, well, it's not harming anybody. like, I don't have mm-hmm. to tell people I smoke. These people don't have to know. And no, they don't. But when I'm doing something that I feel I need to hide, that is being dishonest. And the only person it hurt was me because I felt guilty mm-hmm. every time I had to go and wash my hands in the bathroom. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. you know, I, I chewed gum like a maniac. <laughs>
0: my God. Smoking. Ugh. Yeah.
1: But it's That's eating rough. too, right? It's I and this is something I still work on today. But today, you know, we're accountable, you and I are accountable. Yep. And I in the past, in my early sobriety, I would kind of not say maybe I had some ice cream after I checked in. Whereas today, I I can't even do that like I can't (laughs) I love that I got into this place in my sobriety is if I had checked in and said this is what I ate today I'm feeling good this is how I am mentally spiritually and then after I went out and bought a pint of ice cream at nine because I decided to you know ball my eyes out and eat that ice cream Mm -hmm. I would have to be accountable to that right because I think about those things
0: and I'm like I need to get this out Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm I think there's something about the it just doesn't matter or it doesn't phase me. it just it right we become a victim almost to our own the delusion or this idea of like, oh, I'll deal with that later or it's not a big deal. um it's just tonight I'm gonna eat the ice cream mm-hmm. right, but then it becomes like a habit after you know, two weeks of eating ice cream. And then it's like, oh, it's not, it's, it's just like my life. I love eating the ice cream. Right. And then it becomes about uh, saying or validating the behavior Mm -hmm. or justifying the behavior. That is like, so it's so wicked. Yes. (laughs)
1: Oh
0: my God.
1: Cause it really is about the behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. For me, it was a big, because of that people pleasing in the past, avoiding conflict, right? If I lied about something, I even did it when I called in sick for work, right? It's like, you feel like you have to come up with these extravagant stories that people will believe you. I I got to a point where I'm like, I'm going to take a mental health day. I won't be in today. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. People <laughs> right. don't
0: need the whole backstory. They don't, they're too busy. They don't care right? Just be honest about it. Cause I feel like once you're well in recovery, let's just talk about it, in recovery as I've become sober longer, uh, the lies that I tell myself are, uh, subtle and okay. I'm going to just go on a tangent right now because I heard someone talk about you don't need a spiritual life to be sober. <laughs> <laughs> I know people can't see my face right now, but. <laughs> and I just, I'm still kind of whirling. See, this is where my honesty is, right? Like I'm like affected by this person talking about this. And because, and I can't have this conversation because I'm stuck in that conversation where they were saying, you know, a spirituality has nothing to do with, getting sober, staying sober, or achieving a good life. And when I think about uh, how I live in the world, you know, I practice uh, a set of principles. And one of those principles is honesty. And those principles are pretty spiritual. I think of these words as values, as ways to live my life, And when somebody says, you know, you don't need to have a higher power to stop drinking, I just kind of go sideways a little bit and think, really? Why would you say that? And then they go on to say, because it's all science. My my brain, like I just trained my brain to be different. Mm -hmm. And um, that to me is, it's awakening for me to hear somebody say, oh, I'm just going to change my brain and science is going to take care of it. Because at the molecular, like go down to the atom and that is a spiritual element. Our beings, our brains are like, how does this work? It's really, um, yeah, we can, look at a book or we can get really nerdy, but even the most scientific people, there's a spiritual realm that they live in. Mm-hmm. They're right. And I'm thinking I'm kind of going all over the place here, but just keep following me, please. <laughs> um <laughs> it, it's this this idea that if if you're not living honest, if I'm not living honestly then changing my brain through some program is not going to help me stay sober Mm long-term because my thinking is the problem and dishonesty is a part of that thinking. I don't care how um, many times you go in and uh, have like little brain sessions, (laughs) there is some spiritual element that has to come in And I don't know, work. And maybe it's not spiritual. Maybe it just goes back to those like principles. Uh, So this is what's on my mind right now, Tamar. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of like reeling with this conversation and it's, I can't be fully present without putting that out on the table because I'm a little perturbed by it.
1: Yeah. And I know for myself personally, if I, especially in the beginning, I don't find this as much anymore because I really practice honesty, right? Mm-hmm, if, something, mm-hmm. if somebody asks me something, yeah. I, it's almost like I've just conditioned myself now to answer honestly, <laughs> no matter how I think that they're going to react or whatnot. Um, but when I, I think for me, if I'm dishonest with myself, right? Because mm-hmm. there is there's definitely areas in my life still that I need to work on that is am I really being honest with what I need and want in my life? Mm-hmm. When I go and do things that are not honest, or align with my purpose or direction I want to go, I can feel it like I feel it mentally, I feel feel, feel it spiritually, things mm-hmm. start kind of unraveling around me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And yeah to look at, you know, why I'm feeling the way I am, not try to suppress things. I notice it in different aspects of my life, or inevitably somebody will approach me and call me out on something. I was like, okay, God, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's just. How how did they know to call you out on that?
0: Right. Exactly. I love that. Something. Something else, I always think like something else is working in my life. It's like I cannot take um what is it? I can't take all of the prizes. I can't take the how it's that saying. <laughs> like I can't I can't, it's like I can't do this on my own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. There's so many things that I need in my life. And I've I've discovered that only by accruing time. You know, and, and that was going to the ashram and sitting there and being, you know, crazy in my mind and thinking this is bullshit, right? Like going through these processes, but not drinking and understanding, like having new ideas of what these values, these principles truly mean for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like our honesty, like your honesty is different than my honesty or like Sally's honesty is different or uh, Kim's, right? Like honesty is honesty,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Yeah. But each person behaves differently with it. Yeah. Right. It's so fascinating. It's easy to get, it's easy to become dishonest and live in the delusion of wellness, I think.
1: Yes. And that makes me think of, because of the, you know, the health journey that I'm on currently. A few months ago, I had bought an exercise bike and I was, you know, riding that bike for 30 minutes every morning. And I'm going, why aren't I losing weight, right? I'm, most of the time I'm eating okay, Uh I'm exercising. But then Uh when I really took a look at it, I'm like, am I getting my heart rate up? Yep. No, <laughs> you know, no. Am I doing any resistance training? No. Like I had to get honest and go, okay, why am I not making progress? So I had to look at what I was doing and change it. And mm-hmm. that's being honest with myself, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm doing things that are good for me. Obviously it's healthier to ride the bike for 30 minutes than to do nothing at all. But mm-hmm sometimes I have to get myself back in line and it's like, okay, tomorrow are you really doing what's going to move the needle in the right direction? Are you just going through the motions?
0: Yeah. It is uncovering oneself completely. Yeah. So what did it look
1: like for you in early recovery? Honesty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, early recovery, you know, I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be the cool kid. Um, I wanted to like, just understand what was happening around me. So I did a lot of, uh, dressing up and looking good, uh, making sure I had the right lipstick on. My hair was done. My clothes were done. Right. Like I, I did all that stuff. And then I had this beautiful mentor say, you know, you're done wearing lipstick because it doesn't make you who you are. And that was, I think I was two or three years sober when she said that. And when she said that, that was like the gate into learning how to be honest with myself that I didn't have to wear the clothes, put the lipstick on. Like I had to like, just be me, just be me. Look at myself in the mirror With nothing and be me. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the first, yeah, that awakening. And telling her that I didn't like, no, I don't want to do that. She's like, you have to grow in your spiritual sobriety and you won't do it if you can't look at yourself in the mirror without everything on. (sighs) She's like, you have to get naked. I was like, I am, <laughs> but can't I just wear my lipstick? I look so much better. And she's like, that's it right there. Yeah, no, this relationship that you're building right now is between you and the spirit. And that spirit is going to guide you and teach you how to live this life to your fullest. And I, again, I had no idea what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. It was clueless because I, you know, I'm like looking good, feeling good. I need to stay in the kids, the, like the cool club. Right. So I don't know. It That was a big shift in my recovery. When I moved to Thailand, that was the second big shift. Um, moving to Colorado, that was a big shift and just having this awakening of like, oh, I'm now going to date men. What <laughs> I'm attracted to a man. How is this possible? <laughs> right. Like, who who is this creature right and and thinking <laughs> this isn't happening no but being in conflict you know that internal like uh, and then being honest with myself and and being like okay like this is awesome that was another kind of moment of awakening around honesty and then realizing that he uh, was sick and suffering and not being able to fully commit to that relationship. Like I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Um, so having to just let it be, but I, I didn't want to like, let it be like, <laughs> I'm good at, I'm good at lying to myself. Hmm. I'm really good at saying it's okay. It's okay for him to come over at two o'clock in the morning and bang on my door and wake up the neighbors and then sleep on my couch and be a mess. It's okay for him to have like sloppy sex. It's okay. Like, no, it's not. Okay. Wasn't okay. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? Um, yeah. Lying is something that comes really natural. I'm watching my son as he's growing and like his behavior and what he's doing. Did you take a shower? Yes. (laughs) Your hair is not wet. (laughs) (laughs) Did you take a shower? Yes. Right. It's so we're like hardwired to just please or to say, yes, I've done it because I want to live in this box and do it my way. You know, I've talked a lot about my matcha addiction. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm giving that up. No, not today. (laughs) I'm giving it up tomorrow. I'm giving it up. Nope, not today. Right. Like that is a beast. Mm -hmm. And I think I, I told you, I said, you know, I need I need the G O D to come into my life and just take it away from me because I have no power. Yeah. And I think that's like with honesty too. It's like I will deceive myself and I don't even know it. It has taken me 25 years to really understand that I am a liar. Like, okay, I'm going to lie because of of what you said, this imposter syndrome, people wanting people, wanting people to like me, to fit in, to look good. Mm -hmm. It's crazy town. It is. But when I am aligned and when I'm connected, there's no lying. So that's why I'm So passionate and adamant about being connected, about using a practice, Mm -hmm. about understanding these um, spiritual tools. (laughs) They are. (laughs) They are. They're, They're just words, but really they're like spiritual tools. It's like spiritual mastery. And when somebody says you don't need that, I'm like, what planet are you from? Because if you're an alcoholic like I am, You need a spiritual solution. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think we need to, I think we need to like air the video of this one. It's so good. Your face.
1: I think we do too. I know. I'm just like, there's some (laughs) jaw-dropping moments here. And you know, I'm thinking about the whole acceptance of our reality. And Mm -hmm. the times that I found myself being dishonest was an I didn't want to accept my reality. Yeah. Right. And
0: and think about all of the women who are in bad relationships, bad jobs, uh, right? And they just have to, ac- they just accept it. Yeah. This makes me crazy. So go ahead, go. Yeah.
1: And, and we don't have to settle. No. Right. I'm learning this right now. And yeah, sometimes, well, I used to be the general manager of my universe, as I've shared <laughs> with you, and that was yeah. exhausting, so I finally, you know, thought, okay, I'm going to step aside because that that role already belongs, like that's not mine. Um, but I noticed that's when I'm the most dishonest is when I don't want to really accept what's happening. And I start to make these stories up in my head and think, what can I do? Um, and it's just like, sometimes what can I do, right? I, yeah, me. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I have a necklace that I wear and it's there's a little red thing and it says be. And anytime I get like that, where I'm like, I don't really like what's going on right now and I gotta change it. I just kind of hold on to it and I'm like, just be. And if that means bawling my eyes out or reaching out for help, which I was not very good at doing, then I do that.
0: And just being is a spiritual axiom, right? That like everybody's into doing. Yeah. Got to do this, do that. But when we just be life is good. And here's <laughs> the, here's the
1: science for you. Yeah, 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 bring it. Bring is it. the be part, right? Uh-huh. I have I am priming my yeah brain by having this necklace I chose this necklace because it has all these positive qualities on it but it also has the word be on it Mm -hmm. I wear this as a something that I can actually physically touch yeah right that my brain all of a sudden is like okay just be tomorrow like yes there's the science (laughs) I had to throw the science in there but I do, but That being said, I think that's also linked with the spiritual part, right? It's because it's like, okay, God, like I just need something to touch because, you know, I need things to touch. And that's something that I can touch that brings me back into the present.
0: Yeah, to be reminded, to be in the here and now.
1: Yeah, it
0: really does. does. I know that there are, I had a client uh, just reach out to me about this, the situation where they're kind of going in circles with career choice and you know like should I just throw in the towel and just get a stupid job (laughs) you know like should I just do that I'm like sure right you know the answer right I know the answer for me and when when I'm teaching or when I'm guiding, I always go back to these really basic spiritual principles and honesty is one of them. It's like, let's just be honest. Do you want to just get some $20 hour job? Like, is that going to work for you? Like, can you say yes to that with your whole body and you can feel it in every single cell? Yes, that works. Then do it. Mm -hmm. But if there's some kind of resistance or frustration, like I'm just going to get a job that I mean, working with dogs, walking dogs, I'm, you know, super educated. I have my MBA and I've a master. like, okay, is that really going to work for you? It's, it's fascinating how people will be like, I'm just going to walk dogs. I'm just going to do that. (laughs) I'm just going to throw in the towel, right? Because it's easier just to live in the light. Yeah. So how do we, let's give some solution here. Okay. Let's get into how can we help our listeners find that honesty because that's, that's what we need. We need to stay in that place.
1: I would say, I mean, other than having a spiritual practice, which I think it really, it it needs to start there. Mm -hmm. I found that has what has allowed me to continue to be honest and stay honest is the people I choose to surround myself with the community that I build. And when you start to look to people like that, that you can really trust, right? Mm-hmm. Practice, practice being honest, practice sharing something that you would normally not share. And the more you do that, you mm-hmm. know, because I I literally had women that would be like, "Tomorrow, what's going on? You need mm-hmm. to talk. Yeah. And they would come over, they would come to my house and sit there with me and allow me just to share what I was feeling. And eventually it got to a point I'm like, okay, I actually feel good that I got this out. Maybe I can do it again, right? So when you do that spiritual practice first, I believe that Mm -hmm. allows you to have the courage and the faith to go, okay, you know what? This person's in my life. I -hmm. trust them. It's time to open up.
0: What about Mm you? Mm -hmm. So community is huge. I like that you brought that up right away. Uh, Having trusted friends is so invaluable. the other thing that I do is I do writing. Oh yeah, I just put the pen right down to paper. I do not write on a computer. I just I'm <laughs> super old school because that's how the brain needs to operate. It's old. Um, writing, and I do these little um, ask a question, and then write. So little writing prompts about what would my future self want me to to do or what would my best self want me to do or, um, you know, is this worthy and necessary? Um, Because again, it takes time. It's hard to even get underneath because sometimes, you know, the writing can even get cloudy. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, for me, I have to really get into that spiritual place. Mm -hmm and be like, okay, let's, let's investigate this. And there's no judgment here, so just let it out. Just go ahead. And sometimes I burn that stuff. Like I don't want to see it ever again. Sometimes I'll go to a, a trusted friend and I'll read it out loud. Um, and sometimes it just stays in my journal mm-hmm. for another rainy day. Uh, that's been really, really powerful over the years. Uh, I keep my journals back there. Sometimes I'll go back and I'll be like, this is the same shit I was dealing with last time. (laughs) What is this? You know, like I was lying about this last year. Why am I still (laughs) lying about this? You know, it's like, nobody wants to be called a liar. The first time my mentor called me a liar, I was like, how dare you call me a liar? (laughs) It's a lot easier to say I'm being dishonest. Mm -hmm. But when she had me start to admit that I was being a liar flat out. I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I got to think about what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. That was like, that
1: was deep. It's like a dagger through the heart. It's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I don't want to be a liar, but there it is. (laughs) Right. And it's not, and again, it's, I think it's alcoholism, right? The addiction, the mental illness that if I am not on top of my game, it's going to be, it's, It's just waiting. It's there. Mm -hmm. And people, I think it's people joke about how, um, oh, I'm not going to drink again. I'm not going to drink again. You know, I'm sober a long time. Mm -hmm. And then they drink again because there was some threat of dishonesty in their life. Yep. Somewhere they were being dishonest. And if you're being dishonest in one area, clouds the whole picture. I think. Do you think that way? I think that it does. I do.
1: I think that we need to gain that level of self-awareness even. And that's another yeah. mm-hmm. something I was going to mention, yes. right? Is that when you start to feel like, oh, I don't feel good about that. Or as soon as you feel like you have to hide something and go out mm-hmm. of your way to make sure someone doesn't find out
0: mm-hmm.
1: knowing, okay, okay. That was dishonest. Why am I trying to hide it and get to the root of why you're actually trying to hide it? Yeah. And I think professional help is great. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. I second that. And there's, you know, there's all kinds of ways to get help. Uh, I'm all for it. I've had help over the years. Uh, I think it's asking for help is like a win. Mm Mm-hmm. Alcoholism is a beast that we're up against. Yeah. And I think people forget about that. Like, I think there's a, again, I just go back to the delusion of wellness. Like, oh, I'm fine. I haven't had a drink in five years, 10 years. But in reality, they're like sneaking cookies and drinking a six pack of diet Coke and chain smoking in their car when nobody's around. Like, I mean, I don't know. Is there something wrong with drinking a six-pack of Diet Coke Lane,
1: <laughs> Not the best. <laughs> Not the best choice. <laughs> I don't
0: do that anymore, by the way. I know. I, I did it. I, I did it. It's just alcoholism is ruthless. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a disorder that really is just out to get us. And yeah. so that's what really bothers me when someone says, oh, just fix your brain with my program. And I'm like, dude, you, you're s- not on the mark. You're not. <laughs> you're so far off the mark. And that's a bold statement. I'm being super bold right now, but. That's you know, and I, I do love
1: that you brought it up too, though, because, you know, you and I are putting together this academy. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> and let's, okay, so I... Talk, I, forgot. <laughs> I walk people through the science, the theory, yes. Yes. get them to become more self-aware. But the the journey that, you know, it's it's alternating back and forth between you and I, but I think it's so powerful because then you bring them almost on this spiritual journey. It's like, okay, now that you've learned the theory, now that you've written everything down, yeah. you understand what those limiting beliefs are. Yes. Now we're going to take you on a little Magic carpet ride.
0: <laughs> get on it. Right. This is going to be wild. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yes. Okay. So let's nerd out about the brain for a minute. I mean, we can nerd out as much as we want about the brain. And I, mind you, I am not saying that science is bad and that you can't get sober without science. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that for long term recovery and for comfort in your skin and for peace in your heart, for a life that is full and amazing and free. There's some spiritual shit that's going to have to go down inside. Yep. And people put it off. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. I'm just saying. So that's right. The Academy. (laughs) I'm excited about that. (sighs) Because the brain is super important. And I don't know about you, but I want my brain to be vibrant and young and useful as I age forward. And that's what you do in your part. Exactly. I help bring
1: that self-awareness, but then you have to take it to another level. It's one thing, like, I think we've talked about this before, but, you know, I was like a self-help book junkie before I got sober. I'm like, this book is going to change my life. Uh Well, not when you put it back on the bookshelf and you don't actually implement anything that you've learned in it, but I think it takes that, spiritual way of life to continue to allow you to move forward because let's be honest, life sometimes turns to shit. Yep. And if you do not have like, you know, right now in my journey, it's like, I feel like I'm trudging through the mud, but I'm still moving forward. Mm -hmm. And I totally believe it's because of that higher power, right? God in my life allowing me to still continue this journey.
0: Mm -hmm. And I just want to Say for the listeners, it's like you know God is whatever you choose
1: mm-hmm.
0: right whatever that force is and and I can get real scientific with it and go down to the atom, like that is a god, <laughs> like that is super spiritual for me. I'm like, are you kidding me? that nuclei like what that is beyond my understanding. DNA yeah. is beyond like. Yes, I can go through and I can give you certain. I can give you the cert gene and tell you what's going to happen with your DNA, but the way that Mother Nature works is beyond. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That is some spiritual shit. Again, <laughs> <It's>
1: like, <laughs> you see the theme we're getting to here: honesty and spiritual.
0: <laughs> they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this episode is is all about honesty. Yeah. And I think one other thing that I want to share about is, are we having a workshop?
1: Did we have the workshop? The workshop is actually will have happened. Past. Yeah. So I was just going to say
0: next month.
1: Yeah. Next month. Let's the, topic, the topic is courage. Oh
0: Jesus. Another big one.
1: Yeah. So then people who are listening right now, yeah. They're going to be able to go into the community and yeah. join us for the next one.
0: Okay, that'll be awesome. I think each one gets better and better.
1: They do. It's
0: like courage is going to be a dynamic conversation. I don't even <laughs> know where that's going to go. I know. Oh, should we uh, wrap it up and put a bow on it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so, one more thing I'll just plug is that i don't think that you need to walk alone in your recovery and that's why i love the community that you and i are you know fostering here at the connected calm life and the now what academy that's blossoming and it's it's something that yeah you can do it but it's so much better when you're with others Mm -hmm. yeah so check us out over at the connected calm life you have that URL. Is it just the Connected calm Life? com. Yeah. Get in on the calls, join the weekly gatherings. What else? There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Practices, I mean. I, oh yeah, the practices.
1: Yeah, you gotta, you know, if you haven't listened to one of Elaine's practices, mm-hmm. you have to like, mm-hmm. there's so many places you can look, but really the community is where you're gonna get the best of the best, yeah. let's be honest. So glad that
0: we had this conversation, tomorrow.
1: Thanks. Yeah, me too. Thank you, Lane. Yeah, it's good to be
0: here. I'll see you next time. Yep. Till then. And just like that, that's it. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, and Tamar. And make sure to uh, like and subscribe to Your Sober Now What, and. We're going to start shifting things a little bit where this podcast, The Connected Calm Life, is going to be focusing more on mindfulness and meditation practices. And this You're Sober Now, what will be more of the conversations that we are having here, but we're going to shift over to there. So make sure you're following both, jump into the community. And again, so much gratitude for you for hanging out with me today. And I know you have many places and many things to listen to and you're listening to me. So thanks again. And here is to your wellness journey. I'll see you next time.